0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise God in Jesus name. You may be seated. It's an honor of ours to be able to be back in Salem, Illinois at uh, this church and see what the Lord is doing here. And I appreciate the opportunity to come and share. And I I love just being in church. Praise God. There's no place like the house of God and feeling the presence of the Lord. Amen. There's no place I'd rather be than in his presence in Jesus' name Thank God we have this day to be able to spend with him and allow him to touch our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I appreciate uh, Brother and Sister Jean, how many love and appreciate your pastor and his wife. Amen. Amen? Praise Jesus. So this being the fifth Sunday of the month, hopefully you knew that October was a Pastor Appreciation Month and you blessed your pastor with some good words and kind thoughts and prayers. In Jesus' name, I give them honor. It's a joy to be with them. Uh, of course they've been a tremendous blessing to us through the years And uh, sitting on the youth committee Under Brother Gene years ago When I was a little younger Praise the Lord uh, We raised a whole lot of money for Jesus Christ And so thank God I now I'm the recipient of those blessings As a missionary And I thank you for your giving And amen I'm not sure what Illinois did this year or season But I know we, uh, we had some good years back in the day Praise God And uh, it's also awesome to see what the Lord is doing here in Salem, and we give you uh, honor for all your hard work. We were able to see the facility here uh, early in the year when we came back into the States to get ready for our, our son Cameron's last school year. And Sister Jean showed us around and what a wonderful job y'all have done. I know you're looking forward to your sanctuary being finished as well. Praise God. So you can get out of the gym. When we went to Bible school in Dover, Delaware, this was a case we're having church in the cafeteria. Sister Trout, and they moved into their gymnasium, had church here a long time, praise God. Uh, But uh, it was all because of growth, and that's a good thing, amen? It's a good problem to have when you need more room for people that are coming into the kingdom of God and being born again in Jesus' name. So I give them honor, and this church as well. And before I forget, I I do want to say... Uh, we appreciate your faithful giving. This church has partnered with us uh, many years ago when we first went to Ghana, and uh, the Lord has uh, used you and all that the Lord has helped us to see accomplished in Ghana. You have been a part of that, every soul that's come in and we've seen God do some awesome things through the years January will be sixteen years that the Lord has allowed us to approach a sermon there. And we've seen God uh, change many, many lives, and this church is a part of that. And we thank you for your faithful giving and the sacrifice that you're doing on this side to help us accomplish God's will where he has called us. We appreciate your partnering with us and appreciate your sacrifice. And we also appreciate Brother and Sister Jean for coming down. I believe it was 2013 they were with us in conference, amen, and uh, it just seems like yesterday. And uh, we had a wonderful time with them. They were a tremendous blessing to the work. And uh, I'm just going to bring on your pastor and his wife, if you'll let me, just for a couple minutes. And he knows that amen, I love and appreciate them. And, uh, but they, they were used of God in such a tremendous way. And uh, through the years, we've had a lot of people come through Guyana, a lot of different groups and, and ministers. And we've had some wonderful preachers and ministers come through our country in the time we've been serving there. Uh, but we, uh, we have really appreciated Brother and Sister Jean's ministry. And our people just connected with them uh, just so quickly. And in the conference that they were in, uh, God moved in such a mighty way. And, uh, again, I've been in a lot of services. Uh, but the Friday night of that conference, I don't know if I've seen God do a quicker work. Uh, we, usually Friday nights, the Holy Ghost night for our conference, we, we uh, push for people to get the Holy Ghost. And I think probably within about 15 minutes, I think that night we had about 21 get the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, the awesome thing was, you know, God, people are just a little different in the way that you work with them. And, uh, but there was no push to drag them to the altar. They just flooded the altars that night in just a quick fashion. And the Holy Ghost fell. I mean, just like that. Praise God. It was an awesome time. And uh, I appreciate them coming. And, Uh, Sacrificing their time. They had a lot of other things they could have been doing, and I think they were, I think they just, the sanctuary had just had problems with the water, I think, right during that time. So it's a very busy time, but we appreciate them coming. It's been such a blessing to us in in Ghana, and we are looking forward to them coming back. Amen. Soon, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Uh, How many know where Ghana's at? I mean, usually not too many people. That's good because not too many people uh, know where Ghana's at. Praise God. I'm glad my wife knows where Ghana's at. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we do get put in Africa a lot. There's a guy in Africa, and I uh, get put in, in there. This is our third deputation. So I thought, well, maybe this time it'll be better because we just started this deputation. And I thought, well, maybe maybe more people will know where we're at this time. And my very first service in Ohio... Uh, On a Wednesday night, the pastor had me going to Africa, and so I had to make sure he knew. One deputation, one pastor had me going to Africa, and he never got me out, praise God. So when I left, I was still going to Africa. We went out for fellowship. He asked me questions about Africa, asked me about missionaries in Africa. And so finally, I just gave up and told him everything I knew about Africa, praise God. So. Amen. And when I left, I was still headed for Africa. But we're blessed to be in Guyana, South America. Amen. And It's a wonderful place. God's, amen, uh, blessed us to see wonderful things happen. And we went from, of course, Florida, Illinois, to Guyana. We went from a typical church service setting to open-air meetings, and uh, it was quite different. Uh, but the awesome thing is that even though the differences of culture and people and places, uh, the Lord was the same. Amen. Same Jesus. Amen. Holy Ghost was the same powerful. Amen. Mighty uh, God that He is here, and uh, we've seen God do some great things here in Jesus' name. I'm glad to have my wife with me. Amen. Amen. Our lives are changing, and we're getting a little older, so right now I'm traveling mostly by myself because our youngest son amen, uh, is in his senior year of high school, and he's in a public school in Ohio where my wife went to school, and our older two children did the same thing to graduate, and get a diploma, so because of that, she's not been traveling with me, but decided to pay me a visit this weekend, I'm sure glad that, amen, that my wife and Cameron are with me in this service today. I'm glad that they're here. <laughs> Praise God. Amen, and so before I forget also, uh, I, do, I want to, to mention the fact that uh, Sister Jean and the school here have been a tremendous blessing to us through the years. Well, before we left uh, for Guyana, uh, our Alexi was in third grade here at the academy. Stephen had just started kindergarten, so they started their school time here. Cameron's been homeschooled the whole time, so he needs the most prayer, praise God. But uh, uh, the school has been a tremendous blessing through the years, uh, keeping our records. So when we came in August, Sister Jean had everything ready. Transcript ready. So when he he entered public school, everything was just perfect, and I appreciate her work and help so very much. And then also, you may not be aware, but uh, the last, uh, probably all of his high school years, the school has actually donated all of his school material to us uh, without charge, and uh, that has been a tremendous blessing to our family and to him, uh, along with the other children. Just ordering things—it's a lot of work—and we appreciate the school and we appreciate Sister Jean very, very much for all of her help. Been a blessing. Amen. I'm going to ask my wife to come and just greet in Jesus' name. Amen. I want her to come and at least, at least, uh, amen, uh, uh, just uh, give her greetings. I thank God for my wife. Amen. I married a Buckeye. Amen. Born and raised all of her life, and I told her if she'd marry me, I'd take her places. I took her out of
1: Ohio. And here we are in Illinois, and he pretty much took my testimony. I was going to I was hoping he would just thank the church and all of that, and I was going to thank the other part. But I appreciate this church and Brother and Sister Jean so much for investing not only in our country, but investing in our children. Our littlest one, who is the big one that you saw at the table over there, It um, used to come here while I was helping in the school, and he'd run around to everybody's uh, desks in a little walker. <laughs> And so he doesn't know he was at school here because he was too little to remember. But um, I just appreciate this church so much. And Brother and Sister Jean, you all have invested in our country and in our family. And we appreciate you all so much. And you know, the Lord is good. And I can't live without him. I don't know how people in the world live without him. I I can't survive without my Jesus. I have got to have him. Every day. And in this last term, just about three weeks before we got ready to come back, um, my husband went to the bank to get some money out. Um, We were going to bring back some souvenirs um, to uh, pass out during our deputation. And he had it in his, he went to the um, telephone company to pay a bill, and he had it in an envelope. And as he was walking across the street, a taxi pulled up, and he was kind of, what's going on? And a person gets out of the back and holds him up for this package of money that isn't very much. And he said, no, you're not getting this. And um, the robber wanted the money, so he began to beat him with his gun. And um, he finally threw it in the trench, and um, the robber took after the money and then got in the taxi and took off. And I'm at home, and I know nothing of this is happening. I'm kind of oblivious, and I don't even know that um, he has to go to the police and get the police and bring them back to the spot and show them what happened and all of that. And he finally calls me and says, I've been robbed. And I'm like, what? What? you've been robbed and then he drives himself home with and he comes in the door and he's got bleeding coming down his 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 head and his neck and i'm supposed to be okay i'm supposed to be you know calm and i've got to clean him up and all of that but you know through all of that it was a hard time and we've never faced anything like that in our country but the lord was with us And he protected him because usually in our country, they don't let you live. You're usually gone. And he thought, well, maybe he didn't have bullets in his gun because um, he didn't shoot him. He didn't try to shoot him. He just beat him with the gun. And so, but some uh, reporters had been traveling and they saw what was going on and they followed the guy to see um, what was going on and um, he did have a gun. He pulled it out and shot it at the reporters. So I am just glad that my husband is with us tonight. It is a miracle of God. But through all of that, you know, sometimes we look at the negative and we think, okay, I'm done here, God. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, we're at risk here now. But you know, through that, it went through all of the news and there were neighbors that, um, Later, they, they would say, hey, was that your husband that was on the news? That Was he the one that? Yes. Well, I've been wanting to come to your church. So through that, we think, oh, my goodness, that was so bad. But through that, we've had doors open. And I am so glad for the mercy of God. I cannot live without him. I have got to have him every day. God bless you all.
0: Amen. Well, God is good. Amen. All the time in Jesus' name. He's our great protector. Uh, I'm going to ask him to show the presentation right now, and I just welcome you to a quick visit to Ghana. and this is what the Lord did this last term in our country. from Guyana, South America, the land in many waters. My wife Sherry and I would like to welcome you to a quick visit to this beautiful tropical country in the northeastern corner of South America. The Atlantic Ocean is Guyana's northern border, with Venezuela to the west, Brazil to the south, and Suriname to the east. Guyana is about the size of the state of Idaho with a population of 800,000 people. Guyana is a very diverse country that is home to six different nationalities, and yet it is the only English-speaking country in all of South America. We also have a great diversity of religions in Guyana, including 57% Christians, 34% Hindu, and 9% Muslim. Though it is such a religious country, there are still so many who do not know who Jesus is. God has called us to reach this nation with Bible salvation.
1: He has called us to reach young ladies like Bibi Harris. Bibi was raised in a Muslim orphanage with no mother and an estranged father. BB was a very troubled and demon-possessed young lady. Her family gave up and finally told her that they could do nothing else for her and that she needed to go to the Christian church because only they had the power to deliver her. A new convert brought her to Bible school one night and introduced her to us. Brother Smith and I taught her a Bible study and began to work with her through the rough times. She then repented of her sins was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and delivered from false religion and evil spirits. Our church family began to reach out to her and we began to show her the love of Jesus. Each time I saw her, I would hug her and tell her I loved her. Later, I was talking to one of the ladies in the church who relayed to me that I was the first person to ever tell her in all of her life the words, I love you. I thank Jesus for his precious love that flows through us so that we may reach young ladies like B.B. He has called
0: us to reach people like David and Joanne and their children, Tanzia and Dequane. Some sisters in the church went to her home and prayed her through to the Holy Ghost. After a few weeks of ministering to her, she was baptized in Jesus' name. Shortly thereafter, her husband David came to special revival services we were having and received the Holy Ghost. Now the whole family are all baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. In our last Bible study lesson with her before we left the field, as she listened to the lesson on the second coming of Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church, with tears streaming down her face, she told us we must teach her husband and family this Bible study as soon as he comes home from his job offshore. These are just a few of the people that need to hear our message of hope. There is a tremendous need for the Abston message to be proclaimed throughout the country. While we don't have all the answers to the struggles that they face in their daily lives, we can give them a better hope and a brand new life with Jesus Christ. Guyana is filled with both beauty and poverty. God filled this part of the world with His wondrous beauty grand, and yet life is a challenge for so many Guyanese. In the last four years, we have seen growth in many areas of the work in Guyana. We're happy to report to you that through revival and crusade services, children's crusades, and different conferences, we have had over 350 people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and 125 baptized in the name of Jesus. Presently, we have 1,600 constituents, 25 ministers, 15 churches, and two preaching points in Guyana. We also had 16 graduates from our Bible school program. This is one of the most important aspects of our work as we train men and women to reach their nation. One of the highlights of this last term was Easter Sunday, 2014. We broke the attendance record for the time that we have been at the church we have pastored for 10 years, All Nations Tabernacle. On this Easter Sunday, we had 322 in attendance with over 200 children in the service. We give God all thanks and praise for these blessings. One of the greatest joys in our term has been ministering to the children and youth of Guyana. It has been said that a majority of the population of Guyana is 15 years and younger. We have a great job to do to reach the children. These children have a special place in our hearts. There are thousands of needy children whose only hope of a better life can be found in Jesus. Many children come to us with hurts that only God can heal. If we reach a child with God's love, then we are building the church for the future. We see great hope and potential when we look into the faces of these precious children and young people. The door is wide open for apostolic revival to sweep through the land. These children will make a difference in the future of the church in Guyana, an apostolic difference. Please pray with us that God will help us accomplish this great task. We would like to thank the North American churches for your sacrificial giving that make it possible for us to be doing what God has called us to do. Thank you also, She's for Christ, for the money that you raise and give to make it possible to put wills on the gospel and form mission fields all over the world. Thank you, youth and youth leaders, for working hard to raise these funds for She's for Christ. We are blessed to drive this instead of this. You are part of the work in
1: Guyana. Our family has truly been blessed by all the special ladies of the United Pentecostal Church of North America who have worked so very hard for Mother's Memorial. Thank you for the washer, dryer, stove, and refrigerator that you've provided for our family. Mother's Memorial has not only blessed our family, but also our Guyanese family, Many dinners, banquets, fundraisers, and birthday cakes have been prepared in our stove, and all of our Guyanese family have enjoyed all of it. Mother's Memorial also has sponsored our Bible School students by training them in the Word of God. These students are the future of the church in Guyana. Thank you, ladies, for all you do for Mother's Memorial. You are not only touching our lives, but the lives of others all across the world We appreciate you.
0: We have seen some wonderful things happen in the work in Guyana in this last term, and we rejoice in all of the victories that the Lord has helped us to be a part of in the last 15 years. Please pray for the work of God in Guyana, and please let the Lord speak to your heart to help us with the King's business there. The main projects that we are raising money for to help us in the work in Guyana are for church buildings and property, evangelism, music and sound equipment, office equipment, two boat motors, generators, and training. If you can help us with any of these projects, we would greatly appreciate it. One of the greatest ways that you can help us with the work in Guyana and help us return to our field of calling is to become a monthly partner in missions with us. For as little as $50 a month, you can be instrumental in helping save, change, and mold a nation. We're seeing great things happen as we minister to the children and youth of Guyana, and you can be a part of that. Will you listen to God's call for help today? Please partner with us in prayer and finances, in bringing this beautiful land of many waters and the beautiful people who live there, the apostolic message that never changes, the living waters of the Holy Ghost that never run dry, and a chance at hope for a better life. Thank you in advance for doing all that you can do to help reach our world. Let's lift Jesus higher. Amen. Praise God. Well, as you can see, it is a beautiful country filled with precious people, and we appreciate your giving. Uh, that's allowed us to to be a part of of their lives. Praise God. Uh, Also, we had uh, last November, it's uh, hard to believe it's almost a year ago, we had a conference in Suriname. We've been overseeing the work in Suriname the last four years because the missionary had come back to the States. We've enjoyed doing that. We go across about every four uh, times a year to minister to the churches there. So we had our conference last November in uh, in Suriname and had uh, an evangelist that's been with us many, many times, Brother Felix Crowder. And uh, in three nights of services, we had 31 get the Holy Ghost in Suriname, and that was a tremendous blessing to that work. And then we came back across to Guyana, amen, and um, Brother Crowder, uh, if you don't know him, he's a workhorse, he's a great, great preacher, and uh, you can't wear him out, and I told him uh, this time I'm going to wear you out, and you'll be glad to get back home, praise God. So, amen, without a break, we had seven straight nights of services after we got back in Guyana, amen, and in seven nights, we had another 71 receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, so thank God for his goodness. Amen. So in 10 days, we had 102 people get the Holy Ghost, and so that was exciting to be a part of that. Uh, As the presentation mentioned, if you'd like to help us with any project, please just let your pastor know. And uh, one of the things we're concentrating in uh, is our crusades because our crusades are still very effective to reach souls. And so for about $1,250, we can host a crusade in the country. And what those funds primarily go toward are for transportation, making sure people get there and be able to get back home because most Guyanese don't own their own cars and so that's the, the biggest part of the expense of a crusade. We're also planning on building a, a training center up the coast. We bought property right before we came back, and we're endeavoring to get that done because we do believe that, amen, through the young people and seeing their lives change and then training them in the work of the Lord, we're going to make a huge impact on Ghana. because if the Lord tarries, the day will come, amen, when I will not be able to serve. Amen. Uh, I'm not looking forward to those days, but the Lord carries that will happen. But I want to try to, to make sure that God uses me to invest in other people's lives that will carry on the work and see a great job done, because I believe there's still a great harvest to be reaped in Guyana, in Jesus' name. And so uh, I believe probably when I was here last time, I did have currency with me, and I've got Guyana's currency with me, and I'll trade you money for money with your pastor's permission. To to raise projects, I've got a $20 Guyanese bill, and I'll trade you 20 Guyanese for 20 U.S. Amen. I've got a 100 Guyanese bill. I'll trade you 100 for 100 U.S. for a project. All the money would go right to the field. I've got a $500 bill. I'll be willing to trade you 500 for 500 And I've got a $1,000 Guyanese bill. I'll be willing to trade you 1000 for for $1,000. Uh, this last term, they did produce a $5,000 bill, and I thought I brought one back, and I can't find it with me, but I can get it to you, praise God. And so if you'd like to trade 5000 U.S. for $5,000 I'll be glad to do that. Uh, Also, with me, I do have a special bill. We celebrated our independence from England this year, May of 2016, 50 years being free from England rule. And so uh, they made a special $50 bill for that occasion, and I do have them with me today as well. So if you'd like to trade 50 U.S. for 50 Guyanese, I have that available today as well. You just may not want to know the rate of exchange, amen, before you do that. But they make great Bible markers, and uh, amen, uh, mark your time to pray for Ghana. Praise God. So thank you for allowing us to come today and share in the service. We appreciate it greatly. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to the book of Psalm, the 126th Psalm, and I'm going to just read the last two verses of the psalm. Amen, and I, I will uh, be done before the time is up for this, uh, this, this part of the service today. I'm looking forward to uh, what the Lord has for the rest of the service as well. But this is a very familiar passage, a great psalm, but these two verses are also probably familiar with us all, all today. Uh, the psalmist said this, Psalm 126, verse 5, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed— shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Praise God. And I want to just encourage you today and remind us all of a couple of things. And first of all, amen, that the harvest is a sure thing. Praise God, it's a sure thing, and the harvest is also the main thing, and I want to ask God to help me in my life to keep my focus proper because it's so easy to get distracted in life from what the main thing is, but I love what the psalmist said. There is a process in this, and he said that, amen, we're going to sow in tears but will reap in joy. Praise God. There is a burden that God does need to place on us, desires to place on us. I believe it should be placed on and in us when we receive the Holy Ghost, a burden for others that don't have the experience of God in their lives. And I thank God that I'm not just part of a religion, but I have a relationship with God. I'm not just part of a dead church, but I have a lively hope in Jesus. Amen. And that's the reason why we serve God the way that we serve God. That's why we have church like we have church. That's why we praise and worship and pray amen, seek souls like we do because we have a relationship with a Savior. And so it's not just a social club that we're part of, but we're part of something that's eternal. And so when God has changed our lives, amen, I believe that God automatically puts in us a burden and desire for others to have the same experience Praise God. And the thing about truth is it's not just some club we're part of that we can say, well, you know, this is a good club. There may be other clubs, better clubs. This is the only thing, amen, that will save men from their sins. And so we have of the only hope that the world has, and His name is Jesus. Praise God! Is so, Amen. As we sow in tears, He's promised we'd reap in joy, and we know that we're bearing precious seed. Amen. Uh, the Word of God still works today. Praise God. Uh, We really, uh, and I'm not trying to uh, be offensive at all this morning, but uh, the world doesn't need more motivational speeches or motivational books written to help men in their dilemma of life. Amen. Uh, I know that there's a common tread and thought. It's probably been popular for a while now, but there are a lot of people that believe that, amen, we're really good way down deep inside, and we just have to get that goodness out. And if we can just change our attitude and perspective, then life will get better. But I don't find that in the Word of God. I find in the Word of God, that without Jesus, I am lost and undone, amen, and I'm a hopeless mess, amen. Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so without God, amen, there is no hope, praise God. So I'm not really a good person without Jesus, praise God. But when I got God, I got good, praise God. And so, amen, uh, there should be a, a, a passion in me to help somebody else connect with him and get saved, not just be a part of a religion, but find salvation. And I love how, Amen. Uh, how how the, the the psalmist says it. He's emphatic. He says, "Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him." And so the harvest is a sure thing. In John chapter four and verse thirty five, the Bible says this was the story of Jesus going to Sychar of Samaria. And as he uh, entered the city, sat down at the well, Amen. his disciples went into the, to the, to the village to get some lunch. And while they were gone, the woman came to him, and he began to talk to her and began to eventually minister to her. And once she went back to the town to go and, and, and compel others to come and meet this man that had impacted her life already, the Bible says that the disciples came back, and he began to start talking to them. In verse 35, he said to his disciples... "'Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Amen. behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, "'for they are white already to harvest. "'And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gather, gathereth fruit unto life eternal.'" that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that were on you, bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. Praise God. But it's interesting how the Lord was always in parables and teachings and just talking to his disciples, trying to make sure that they also had a proper perspective in life. And so this is what he said to them. He said, Uh, Say not ye there yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Amen. There are a lot of things we say and think about the harvest. Some are accurate. Some are not as accurate. Amen. There are a lot of things we say about the harvest, but the Lord wants to help us to have an accurate perspective, amen, uh, on on the harvest and and the trueness of. Amen. That it is ready to be received. Praise God. Amen. We're not looking for revival. I believe that we are in revival. Praise God. All across the world, we hear great reports of God doing great things. And it's not just overseas, but right here in North America, God is doing a great work. And we're seeing that happen. Amen. We don't know how much time we have. Amen. But I'm glad that I'm a part of an apostolic revival-minded organization. Praise God. That we're still reaching for souls. In fact, when we came back into the country and we had an inborn orientation, one of the things, that they mentioned to us as missionaries and just getting us ready for deputation was to just remind the churches that we we're a part of and that we got to go visit and minister in. Amen. Uh, Why organization was formed? And I guess you know, being when you're raised in church, you don't you begin to not think about things all the time, maybe like you used to. But they were, as they were talking to us, getting us ready for deputation, just reminding us of our background. And, Amen, I thank God that, Amen, I'm a part of an organization that still has the world in their minds all the time. I thank God that we're still an evangelistically-minded organization. I say most organizations, when they come into existence, have about a 50 good years of existence was, as they keep their their, their focus on the, what, what caused them to come together. And now we're, amen, uh, many, many more years past that, 75 years in existence, and so we're somewhere in that range, amen. And, uh, and so a lot of times when that happens, because organizations are just man-made things, and there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. I thank God for the United Pocastal Church international. But what happens is sometimes they can lose their focus. And I thank God that our organization has not lost the focus of why we're here. Amen. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but I I thank God for the organization I'm a part of. And one of the great things about it is the fact that we still have souls in mind. Amen. If we ever lose that perspective, if we ever get our eyes off the harvest, then we'll cease to be what the Lord has called us to be. And so the Lord says, say not ye, there yet four months to harvest. I know he was talking about the natural harvest. Amen. The fields around Samaria, around Sychar. But he was also talking about the souls and so when he said lift up your eyes he was directing their attention to the men of the city that this woman was bringing with her to meet this man Jesus who had spoken into her life amen and so uh, again of course it's very simple but Jesus said what amen he said uh, I lift up your eyes and look praise God if I could challenge you in any way today it would be to ask God to help us to have proper focus and perspective Amen. There are so many times in life, amen. In this world, uh, we we uh, we get hung up on such trivial things and little things that happen in our lives, our families, our homes, or our workplace. Uh, get our minds off the harvest and get our eyes off Jesus and His power to deliver. Praise God. And so sometimes we have to lift up our eyes and look. Praise God. Amen. I don't want to be a weak, anemic child of God that can't have proper perspective. I don't get so bogged down in my problems and my my situations that I'm troubled with. Amen. I've got a God that's able to do all things well. Praise God. God is going to take care of my marriage. He's going to take care of my children. He's going to take care of my finances. He promised me that if I sought first the kingdom of God and His righteousness everything that I needed would be added to me. Praise God. Amen. He promised to take care of his children and he's a good father. Praise God. He's a great God. He's a great provider. Amen. There's not one time in my life that I've ever had to doubt God. He's always come through. In fact, amen, he says when we place our hope in him, amen, that hope makes not a shame. In other words, amen, God will never make me embarrassed to serve him. Praise God. Amen. His children will always be able to look to him and say, my God always came through. Never that time that he didn't answer a prayer, that he didn't take care of a need. And So I don't want life to bog me down so much that I get so troubled in life that I don't lift up my eyes and make sure I keep my focus right. Praise God. Because it's really not about me. The Lord's promise to take care of me. But if I make the main thing the harvest, God will use me in this end time generation to make an impact in this dark world that we're living in. I thank God for that privilege that we have, amen, to make something more out of our lives than we could ever be without God. And in fact, amen, we're doing the greatest thing, as your pastor mentioned today, than we could do in the house of God. We're, we're a part of something that's eternal. Praise God. Amen, that soul that you minister to, amen, that door that you knock on, that amen, uh, neighbor that you invite to the house of God, you're involved in something that's eternal. Praise God. Amen. The clubs we're in, the things we do, the games that were played yesterday are forgotten. Praise God. But the things that we're involved in the kingdom of God will last forever. Amen. Only the souls of men have eternal value. And so I get an opportunity to be involved in the harvest. And so the harvest is the main thing. Amen. The harvest is the main thing. Lift up your eyes, he said, and look. Amen. We must see the need and then be moved with compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, uh, verse I know passage we're all familiar with, especially in missions services. The Bible says Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen, the harvest is still plenteous, praise God. Amen, the labors are still few. We must personalize the harvest. It should be our focus in prayer, and then we can be the answer to that prayer request, praise God. Amen, notice that Jesus said, pray the Lord of, our, the, Lord of the harvest He has sent forth the labors into his harvest. Amen, it is a personal thing, praise God. It mattered to the Lord, and I think it still matters today. And I believe that today the same is true. That the harvest still is plenteous, praise God. If we reach a lot of people, there are still that many more out there that need Jesus. Praise God. If we pack the church out, there's still that many more out there that are lost. Praise God. Amen. The harvest is plenteous. Praise God. And so there's not a problem with the harvest. Amen. The harvest is the main thing and the harvest is a sure thing. He promised us we would doubtless come again, bringing our sheaves with us. If I involve myself in planting and watering, the word promises me that it's the the Lord. God will give the increase. Praise God. It's a sure thing in Jesus name. Amen. But the Bible says the Lord will mood and I, I wonder today what we're moved with still today. Amen. Can I really be moved like, amen, I used to be, maybe as a new convert or come to the Lord or having passion or feeling a call of God to do something? Amen. I know things change in life and the Lord moves us on to different things, but still there's a need. Amen. And as the need is still great, then God still wants to move on to us with compassion for the lost. Amen. I know that also as time goes on, we can get a little hardened to the situations that we face in life, but I don't want to have a hardened heart. I want to have compassion for my lost world. Amen. Even in the church, sometimes it can be easy to say, well, there's a reason why they're, they're where they're at. There's a reason why their life is messed up. There's a reason they made bad choices. Amen. Yeah, but I did too. Praise God. But somebody had compassion on me. And somebody prayed for me. Somebody fasted for me. Amen. Somebody kept on reaching for me. Amen. Somebody kept on loving me. Praise God. Amen. I want God to help me to still be moved with compassion for my lost world. And if I'm moved and I see the need, then I'll do something about it. And there's so many things that we can do about the need. Amen. Matthew chapter 20, and I won't read this passage, uh, but in Matthew 20, it's a great passage about the harvest. The Bible talks about the householder who had a need in the vineyard, and he went out five different times again and again and again to hire laborers to work in the vineyard. The last time that he went out, the 11th hour, the Bible says, he asked them, why stand ye here all the day idle? Amen. They said, because no man's hired us. But the master had already been out four other times. Amen. That verses 1 through 7, again and again and again, he went, He kept on going out again. Why? Because there was still a need in the harvest. Praise God. And when I read those words, when the Lord said to those, amen, in the marketplace that were just there, that had not yet engaged themselves in laboring, ministering, working in the, in the vineyard, amen, he said, why stand you here all the day idle? And whenever I read those words, those words speak to me. Amen, Uh, so uh, loudly. I don't want to be found doing nothing. I want God to somehow get something good out of my life. Amen, I want to be used to the Lord. Amen, I don't want the Lord to have to keep on coming again and again and again. Amen. Can I just, just for a couple minutes just say a couple things? Amen. Praise God. When somebody comes and says, will you work the bus ministry? Will you go on outreach? Will you teach a Bible study? Will you knock on doors this Saturday? Praise God. Amen. Uh, again and again and again, those calls go out in a church. Amen. Can you help in this area? Can you help in that area? Amen. Lord, just use me. Whatever I can be available, praise God, to do, I want to do because there's still a need and I want God to help me to have proper perspective. Amen. I love this passage of Scripture and I'll, I'll close with this today this is mark chapter 4 verse 26 the bible says and he said so is the kingdom of god as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up he knoweth not how maybe you say i don't know how people are one exactly to the lord i just know that they need to be one and i'm bearing precious seed and my job is to cast the seed. Amen. He says, he, don't know how, he does not know how it happens. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. Amen. We might look at a person we're witnessing to, but then God does the work in their lives. He's the one that saves them. He's the one that fills them, but I've got to cast the seed. But when the fruit is brought forth, amen, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And I like those words that are used. He says, but when the fruit is brought forth, not if the fruit is brought forth, when the fruit is brought forth, because the harvest is a sure thing. If I cast the seed, amen, it will produce a harvest. If I witness to people, if I show them the love of God, if I reach out to them, if I just let them know what God has done in my life, if I live my life for God before them and let them see, amen, my light shining, amen, if I cast that seed, the harvest, he says, amen, Amen. the harvest is come. And so then when that time happens, we need to be, be ready to immediately put the sickle in. Amen. And get the job done. Praise God. I want to be used of you. How about you? Praise God. Uh, uh, God. Amen. How about you? Let's stand in Jesus' name. I want to be used of the Lord. In this generation, praise God. I was telling a pastor the other day as we come back in the states, and so many things are different and changing. And, amen. I know it's been a number of years since we passed in the states. is so so different. I, I, I believe though that God has raised up, Amen, uh, soul winners in this generation for this hour. How many believe it? Amen. I, I don't. I don't want to ever be, Amen, pessimistic about the harvest or or the. The condition of my world. Amen. God, amen, has ordered everything. He's in control of all things. And these young people that are growing up today, amen, God is equipping them and calling them and using them to reach a great harvest. Praise God. Amen. Just last weekend, uh, they were expecting 50 50, uh, people to be at Global Connections as they, amen, trained them for the AIM program to go out into, amen, all the world. Amen. They had over 450 young people and young adults at that meeting. That just lets me know that God is going to help us to reach the harvest today in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Amen for allowing me to be here today.